So when we think about Jesus, Jesus is constantly spending time individually in prayer. He's calling his disciples. He says, when you stand praying, forgive if you have anything against anyone. And it's in the context of mountain moving prayers happening. Welcome to this week's edition of First Person. I'm Wayne Shepherd, and today we take you to the set of a new movie, The War Room, written, produced, and directed by Alex and Stephen Kendrick, the brothers who brought you movies like Courageous, Fireproof, and Facing the Giants. Thanks for tuning in. In addition to a conversation with Alex and a brief interview with his brother Stephen, you'll hear from Priscilla Shire, the daughter of Tony and Lois Evans, who plays the female lead in this new film. All of that is just ahead. I hope you'll consider downloading our new first-person iPhone app. It's available free in the App Store, and we hope to have the Android version available by the end of the summer. Thanks for your patience on that. Check out the iPhone app and take first-person with you on the go this summer. Well, the much-anticipated movie The War Room will be released in theaters next month on August 28, and we'll put additional information about it, including the trailer, on our website, firstpersoninterview.com. While Alex and Stephen are still active members of Sherwood Baptist Church in Albany, Georgia, this latest film is not a Sherwood production. Well, last summer, I was invited to the set of a yet unnamed movie now called The War Room while it was being filmed in and around Charlotte, North Carolina. I've been waiting to bring some of those on-set conversations to you, but since the film is nearing release, that time has come. In this first half, you'll hear from director Alex Kendrick as we sat in the catering tent on set. And then later, we'll talk with lead actress Priscilla Shire, along with Beth Moore, and then briefly with Stephen Kendrick. Alex, it's great to be with you again, although we seem to meet on movie sets every couple of years. And here we are again, this time in Charlotte, North Carolina. That's exactly right, but it's a beautiful place here, and uh, it's, it's always good to see you, Wayne. Thank you. I like the beard. Well, thanks. I, I, I grew it for the role. Did you? That I have. Oh, I, I'm I, so disappointed to hear that. I was hoping I had some influence on you. Yeah, so. well, you know, in real life, I'm 43, and uh, I have to be in my 50s in this film, so I thought I would grow a gray beard like my brother Stephen and, uh, and do my role. So my, my wife is ready for the prickliness to go away. So. <laughs> so I don't know how long I'll get to keep it. Well, we've been talking with the cast here, and what a wonderful cast that you and Stephen have put together for this new movie. Uh, but talk to me about the time frame between Courageous and Now. What's been going on, and how did this whole thing come about that bring you to Charlotte and make this new movie? Courageous um, gave us such an opportunity to minister in so many ways, um, from the movie itself to some of the materials that were developed after the film. And uh, opportunities to speak really around the world. I never knew I would have those opportunities. But to see what the Lord did in the lives of of especially men, fathers, was um, unbelievable. After that, we begin praying, Lord, what do you want us to do next? It wasn't automatic that you would go on to the next movie? No. You know, we've learned to go through um, a season of prayer, and sometimes that lasts as long as a year. And praying throughout 2012 and into 2013, the Lord prompted us to make a movie on the necessity of seeking him in prayer hmm. and that we must not only pray um, as, as we're accustomed to, but go to battle in prayer. And so this movie parallels what the military does. You know, the military, when they're, when they're um, in warfare, they first meet in a war room and the leaders look at what the enemy's doing, what resources are needed to get on the battlefield and, and win, the, win the fight. And then they go out and they tell the the army and the troops what they're doing. So it starts in the war room. Well, we parallel that with the Christian walk. But what do we most often do? We just run out to the battlefield Mm -hmm. when there's there's something going on. So the Lord says, 
in Matthew 6, 6, go into that inner room, that prayer closet, if you will, and pray to the Lord and the Lord that sees you, what's done in secret will reward you. Jeremiah 29, 13 also comes to mind where he says, if you seek me, you'll find me when you seek me with all your heart. So we will find the Lord when we seek him with all our heart. So Stephen and I began looking at telling a story uh, uh, of, a, of a common couple going through relatable issues. Their marriage is stretched. And uh, now th- this movie is from a different vantage point, but um, their marriage is stretched. And they go through many, many, many issues in the first part of the movie, all of which most people will identify with. And the, the young wife in this, in this relationship is so exasperated. She's so frustrated. She's tired of fighting with her husband over various things. And an elderly prayer warrior, this, this elderly woman comes to her and says, can I teach you how to fight? The young wife says, oh, I know how to fight. She goes, no, I don't think you do. She says, you're fighting the wrong way with the wrong weapons. Mm-hmm. And so she goes over to her house and she goes, I want to show you how I do my fighting. And she shows her her prayer closet. There's nothing in this closet but a chair, a Bible, and several scriptures on the wall that she uses to pray over herself, her family, her grandchildren, et cetera, et cetera. This young wife says, what is this? She says, I call this my war room. She goes, I do my fighting in here first in prayer before I engage outside the walls. And so the wife says, I've never seen anything like this. And she begins teaching the wife how to pray scripture over herself, her marriage, and, and to fight for her marriage instead of against her husband that she fights for him in prayer first, that the Lord would break his heart, that the Lord would call him to repentance, that the Lord would work in her to be um, the helper that, she, that she's called to be, to pray for their children and, and, and their church and leaders of our country, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So she begins learning how to fight. And the more time she spends intimately with the Lord, her countenance changes she responds to her husband differently, and he begins thinking, what is going on with this woman? You know, what, what have you done with my wife? One day, he comes home from a business trip, and he discovers the prayer room that she's set up in her own closet. They have different closets in this movie. When he discovers her closet and sees the way she's been praying for him, it just breaks him in half. And he ends up coming to Christ. And, you know, by the end of the film, they're all praying in the prayer closet together. <laughs> now, that's the, the overall plot. Now, there's a yeah. lot of subplots yeah. going on. Yeah, and we'll talk about some of that. But I'm so impressed that you just gave me that synopsis. This is, I mean, you've been living with this story since you and your brother wrote it. And yet, it's, it somehow seems still fresh to you. You're still excited about this story. I, I believe that God has his hand on it. You know, I believe that when you do what God calls you to do, and the timing he calls you to do it, his blessing and favor is on it and um, that it's more effective. So we're learning. We, we sought God for the last two years. Lord, what do you want us to do? And then we went to, went to school on prayer. And, and, and again, the Lord stretched me in my own life. Alex, you need to be seeking me even more. So I had to develop my own prayer room. I mean, I thought I prayed a pretty good bit already. It's like any pastor preaching a sermon. It's preached to yourself first. Huh? That's right. And yeah. you know, I'm, I'm learning no prayer, no power. And so um, I'm learning to seek him first by myself, then with my wife, then collectively with my family. And uh, when we lock shields like that, uh, the other thing is this, the Lord's brought to mind that we're losing part of our culture from entertainment, politics, et cetera, et cetera, in part because believers that follow the Lord are not unified in prayer. We're not standing together in unity. And, and so w- what message are we giving the world when we're worshiping the same God in pockets and, and separate? That 
if Jesus Christ died on the cross, was buried and rose from the grave, and, and says, this is the message, how can we not unify first corporately in your own church in prayer, then collectively lock shields with other churches, let's begin praying together. We're not competing. Right. We're praying for the same cause and, and so taking like our culture back. All of your movies, you have a purpose way beyond filmmaking oh, and absolutely. putting this together. The, the, the purpose of this movie is? The movie is to introduce what the Lord has told us to, to say, call my people to prayer and unity. So the movie is just the introduction to that. And then the messages, the speaking, the resources, the books, whatever the Lord you know, has on the table after that is, is to expand that. So for us, the movie is just the launching pad for this cause. And you're hoping that it will coalesce all these other streams of prayer that are happening around the country and, and everyone will begin, begin to come together Absolutely, that prayer. they will see a picture from the film. What does it look like to first go to warfare in prayer? Yeah. Secondly, to unify behind scripture you know, collectively and to go to and go to battle. Yeah. And so first we need to get with God. That's going and go to the war room. What does scripture tell us to do? How do we seek the Lord? And then you go out in the field of battle. But when you go out, you now know what you're supposed to be about, mm-hmm. how you're supposed to act and respond, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And when we do it God's way, we get God's results. Yeah. Are you having fun directing this movie? I am. You know, when you work with people that share your faith, that believe so passionately about this, you know, Priscilla Shire, Beth Moore, you know, T.C. Stallings, who plays the husband. I just saw the little girl who plays Danielle walk oh, by yeah. here. What a, what a sweet little girl, you know, Every, eight or what, nine years old? Yeah, or ten years old. Ten years old. Every day we start off in prayer collectively, in devotional. Like today, uh, yesterday, Priscilla Shire gave the devotional. They're her dad, Tony Evans before that, Beth Moore today. I mean, we're getting these powerful. <laughs> yeah, you, need, you need some names is what you that's need. That's right. We're getting these powerful people bringing the Word of God to start off every day for the entire cast and crew. Yeah. We pray in unity, and we go shoot the scenes for the day, and we're seeing God's fingerprints all over this thing. All right, one more thing. We've talked about, and this is such a serious theme. There's no question about it. I'm praying that God will use this to ignite that prayer movement that you're dreaming about. But your use of humor in these movies is a hallmark as well. Talk to me about the use of humor. I trust there's going to be some humor in this one, right? Oh, absolutely. Are you bringing back the Snake King or not the Snake King per se, but is is uh, Robert coming back to this movie? He is, and he plays a hilarious role in this movie, and we love Robert, and he's he's, he's one of the ambassadors for the cause of these films, so yes, you will see him <laughs> okay. back in this film All right. doing a hilarious scene, and uh, we're not going to let you down. Okay. We, we, we brought the humor back as well. All right, it's not easy to do that humor. I mean, you, it's got to be just the right time the right tone, but you guys pulled right. it off. That, so. That's right. So, yeah. and even Priscilla is hilarious in this film. The yeah, audiences will enjoy seeing. I mean, she goes on quite the journey in this film, from tears to laughter, and uh, it, she's so inspiring. We're looking forward to it, Alex. As always, thank you. God bless you. Thank you, Wayne. And we'll talk with Priscilla Shire, the lead actress in the new movie, The War Room, coming up in just a moment on First Person. In cooperation with the Far East Broadcasting Company, we're now producing the daily radio program FEBC Today with Ed Cannon. When you click on the FEBC banner at firstpersoninterview.com or the banner on our new iPhone iPad app for First Person, you'll learn more about what you can do to assist FEBC in taking Christ to the world through radio and new technology. Learn more at firstpersoninterview.com or download the First Person smartphone app today. Today in First Person, we're bringing you conversations from last summer's visit on the set of the movie called The War Room, which comes out next month, and the lead is played by Priscilla Shire. 
I am having the time of my life. And only the Kendrick brothers could have gotten me to do something like this. And it's been fun and worth every minute of yeah. it. You've spent your life speaking and writing and been so successful at that. This is something brand new for you, isn't it? It is brand new. Did and you ever see so this wonder- coming? No, not in a million years would I have ever thought that I would uh, do this. And again, had it not been the Kendrick brothers asking, in fact, I did tell them no at first. Did you? But they asked me to pray about it. And oh, I did that, pray that, about that it. That was your downfall I right know. there. <laughs> and you know what they do? They say they make it so hard to resist. They say things like, well, Priscilla, this movie is just going to call the church to pray. We expect that it's going to reach this many million people in this many uh, countries. And then we're going to call the church back to prayer. But if you don't want to be a part of that, we understand. <laughs> You, know, you were in. You didn't know right. it yet, but you were in. That is exactly right. And, and listen, it has been so wonderful. Yeah. Not only the message that the movie is going to send out to the body of Christ, but being on set with these godly men, their families, uh, and seeing their own personal um, desire to be prayer warriors yeah. themselves has yeah. been incredibly yeah. uplifting. Well, you didn't just show up for this movie. I mean, you are the lead role. In, in this movie. Right, which was another problem with the first initial conversation we had. I said, you you mean you don't just want me to do a small piece? You want me in the whole thing? And they said, the this whole thing. This is not thing. a cameo. That is exactly right. Yeah. And so, um, again, it has been a challenge. Lots of lines to learn. Lots of hours of taping, 12 hours a day or more. Mm-hmm. And I still, um, this summer, still had speaking engagements that I have to fulfill. So okay. any day I'm off, that's because I'm traveling to speak. And I yeah. come back and 12 hours every day. But you know what? Somehow... It has just been amazing, mm. amazing, mm. and I would do it again in a heartbeat. Yeah, well, I can see why, just from being on set for a day oh, yeah. here in the Charlotte, North Carolina area, the movie is being made. Okay, tell me about all the other people you're working with and what you enjoy about working with this cast. Well, I get to work with incredible people. Um, my One of my absolute favorite meetings so far has been with Miss Karen Abercrombie, who yep. I know that you've I spent just, time with. I spent time with Karen. What a delightful person. She is delightful, and I just looked at her in awe and amazement. When I first met her, saw her little spunky self that doesn't look anywhere near as old as Miss Clara. (laughs) And then when I heard her start reading Miss Clara's lines and acting as a 75-year-old older woman, I thought, you have got to be kidding me. She is a fantastic actress. And even better, she's a delightful person. So it's been great to spend time with her. I have seen some of the clips, uh, particularly of of you and Miss Clara, uh, going uh, toe-to-toe, so to speak, uh, on prayer. She, in character, is so direct. She can get away with saying things to your character that, you know. Well, can't all older people, you know, once you get past 70, 80 in there, you can just say anything and everybody just gives you a pass. (laughs) I can't wait to get there. Yeah, I was was just thinking, I can't wait for that to happen. That's right, that's right. (laughs) Hasn't happened yet. Yeah, that's right. Right now we have to censor what we're saying, right? Your mom and dad are on set today. They are is hanging it, out and I, hanging around. I mean, I know you enjoy spending time with uh, Tony and Lois and, Evans. And they've loved being here. But is it any added pressure for you to have them looking over the, the, the director's shoulder? No, because I've kept... Alex has been great about keeping them out of the actual room. They, they look at monitors in another room <laughs> because he knows how it feels to have your family there looking at you when you're yeah. trying to do something. But I know them and I know they've been so supportive awesome. of you yes. and your whole family. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. All right. Final word on what it means to be a part of this. It uh, has been life-changing for me. It's been life-changing for my entire family. The Kendrick brothers have basically been our pastors all summer while we've been here. They have shepherded us. They have not just directed a movie. They have shepherded us personally and corporately as a cast and crew. And so our lives have been impacted. And um, to see the body of Christ serving uh, each other with our own unique gifts and talents 
that's something that I, I walk away with from this project, that it doesn't matter what way you're serving the Lord, whether it's as a preacher, a teacher, or a movie maker, yeah. God's purposes can still be served through you. Priscilla Shire, thank you. God bless you. And we're excited about this movie. Thanks a lot. Also on set that day, we bumped into Beth Moore, who has a scene in the war room. Beth is known as an outstanding Bible teacher who believes in the power of prayer, and that's why she's part of this movie. Beth, you've taught so much about prayer. As you read the script for this movie, we've seen what the theme is. Is it authentic? Oh. I mean, is it is it going to teach people? Okay, Wayne, as you were saying that, as hot as it is out here, can you see the chills on my arms? <laughs> because there is a scene... I just don't want to give away much, but there is a scene where the older woman in the movie is finding out on the phone, the one that's mentoring her in prayer is finding out on the phone that God has answered that prayer and he's already begun to work. And it is so powerful. Uh, the hair is standing straight up on the back of my neck too. It's so powerful that while I was watching it, I had to stand straight up. It was like, yes, it was so uh, vivid and so authentic. Uh, that everything in me, I mean, I just was shouting with it in my spirit. So yes, yes. You know, and I think that's the beauty of it is that, you know, um, it's not just acting, it's doing something that we thoroughly believe to the marrow of our bones. This is more than entertainment. Absolutely. Absolutely. Somebody is going to be in the position that the the character that Priscilla is playing, so many women who watch it that think, you know, I think I believe in God, but they don't know what it's like to war for their family in prayer and what it's like to see him do what is utterly impossible, that somebody's going to walk out, I mean, ready, ready to war um, in that closet. And I, I just can't wait to see that happen. As you can tell, Beth is excited about this movie and she's praying for it. My prayer is prayer for this movie. That's, that's my prayer, is that it will so catch that somehow people will get vision for what can happen in their homes if they would take to it with that kind of faith, get the scriptures out. Listen, when it pans in, in the um, mentors, the prayer, the woman that she's listed the house for, when it pans that little uh, prayer closet where she does war um, in the heavenlies, and it, I, I'm get, I've, got the, I've got chills on my arms again, when it shows those scriptures, that strategy that she has on the wall, I, I, it was, it, I was nearly beside myself because that is what I believe with all my heart. We have a strategy for everything else. And I love, there's this moment where she asks uh, Priscilla's character, you know, how often do you pray for your husband? You know, I mean, like, if, if we're not in here fighting this battle, we, instead of fighting them, we're just, we're just fighting each other instead of fighting for one another. And that's what I'm hoping, that somebody's going to get a whole lot of hope, but not only hope that they're going to turn around from that place, go home, clean out a closet, a corner, whatever it looks like. We've all heard the um, story of Miss Wesley who threw her apron up over her head with all those kids in the house, whatever you have to do, but you get yourself in prayer, stick your knees on the floor, put your chin up and ask God to come and perform miracles in your home. I can tell you that um, God performed miracles in my 
uh, this this storyline, this kind of storyline, for many of us, I'm not going to speak for Priscilla. I come from a lot, um, a lot of destruction, and she really doesn't. But uh, this resonates with me that I know Jesus Christ saved my marriage and saved my home. I know that He did. I I know that He did. I know that He did. And somebody else is going to get hope that that can happen to them, and that that is what I'm anxious to see. Beth Moore on the set of the movie The War Room, and watch for her scene when you see the movie. Well, we talked with one Kendrick brother, Alex, earlier. Another brother plays a key role in these movies as well. His name is Stephen, and we talked with him on set. You're a co-writer, producer of this movie. You've got the cast, you've got the crew. What is our part in this movie? Um, We are asking the body of Christ, ministries across the nation, to think what would happen if we did what the church did back in the Great Awakenings. Uh, You know, in America, first and second Great Awakenings, America was in bad shape. We were heading downhill, and the church was, was concerned, distraught, and people began to cry out to God in prayer and in unity. And the Lord worked powerfully in their generation. The Holy Spirit stepped in. It wasn't a program. It wasn't, you know, just a new fad. It was the Lord in His timing and His sovereignty stepping in and turning cities back to Him, where the prisons were emptied, where the police forces were were starting, you know, men's quartets because the, 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 the lives of their cities were transformed. We need a touch of God in our generation. We see the condition of the church. We see the condition of our nation. And uh, it's not going to be a political solution. It's going to be the gospel in power connected to a concert of prayer in the body of Christ. So you see this movie as a tool that we can use as a catalyst in our communities and our lives to, uh, to witness the gospel to our Absolutely. Culture. This movie is a call to prayer individually. Uh, it is a call to prayer for families be- to begin to seek the Lord in prayer, uh, for churches to start praying for their pastors. We tell people, don't complain about your pastor if you, don't, if you realize he's not perfect. You pray for him. God will make him a better pastor, better preacher when you begin to intercede on his behalf. And then for our cities, uh, when churches start working together, praying together, God gives you a love for people when you start praying for them. It's a beautiful thing when we get together and we start praying for one another's needs. And when you say in Jesus' name, amen, at the end of that prayer, there's an afterglow in the room. God's presence is there. He's pleased. And there's a love that he gives you for the people that you're praying for, that you're praying with. And uh, we need that in the body of Christ. Love's the perfect bond of unity. And the Holy Spirit wants to work in power. And uh, God, God speaks to us. He convicts us of our sin. He begins to work in miraculous ways. He provides things. He overcomes obstacles when we pray. So when we think about Jesus, Jesus is constantly spending time individually in prayer. He's calling his disciples. He says, when you stand praying, forgive if you have anything against anyone. And it's in the context of mountain moving prayers happening. My thanks to all of our guests today on First Person. We heard from Alex Kendrick, Priscilla Shire, Beth Moore, and Stephen Kendrick, just part of the team bringing this new movie, The War Room, to theaters next month. We'll have additional on-set features for you to listen to on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash firstpersoninterview. And to see the trailer for The War Room, along with additional information, visit our website, firstpersoninterview.com. That's firstpersoninterview.com, where you'll also find the schedule of what's coming up in the weeks ahead. This weekly conversational program is produced in cooperation with the Far East Broadcasting Company, taking Christ to the world by radio and new media. For more about FEBC, click the link you'll find at firstpersoninterview.com. And the podcast version of First Person is available on iTunes. 
And then another convenient way to listen is using our first-person iPhone app. You'll find that for free in the App Store. Next week, our guest will be Jen Harrison. Now, with thanks to my friend and producer, Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepard, inviting you back next week for First Person. First Person.